This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The founder of this company, 10 years ago, was trying to sell his house. He's, you know, he's kind of an important guy. And he said to his wife, if this is what it's like for us, how do people who have no clout ever get around this? So he started a company and it went into business, I think, three years ago. Their deal is, their word is their bond. And they are people that listen to the show. They are just like you. Now, how can I say that? Because I'm the founder of the company. Real estate agents, I trust.com. So this here is Donald Trump. And when I say, when I say repeatedly, when I say that the delegate system is totally, and I mean totally corrupt, I didn't mean like totally, as in, you know, total. I kind of meant it like the breakfast cereal. So it's kind of breakfast cereal corrupt. But New York... Okay, is maybe the only one that ain't corrupt. Very tossed. Welcome back. How does it feel to be a part of the crack? I know, cheap laughs, insert here. How does it feel to be part of the crack team in radio covering our culture and the civic circus maximus? You have business before the court of American truth? Then draw nigh. Draw nigh and be heard on the Blaze Radio Network. one 3393 one triple eight nine hundred three three nine three. I'm Jay Severin asking you, what did we say yesterday? What did we say yesterday? What did we say yesterday? You know, what we said yesterday. Today is what we said, <laughs> and we all ought to be proud of it. Today is what we said yesterday here on the show. Did we say? Did you say yesterday, did I say yesterday, that the results were a foregone conclusion? It was only the magnitude of the results that were not. Did we say here that the magic number was 85 and that that would be a big home run, but anything above 85 would change all of the headlines, all of the expectations, And it would cause us to focus in a different way on this race. It would cause the media to, like, you know, when you're doing a slide presentation or if those are still done, you're doing a PowerPoint presentation, you know, uh, okay, next, next one, click, click, next one, please. The templates change, the schematic changes. And yes, it did change. And I guess we see that Donald Trump didn't mean it like totally, man, not totally, when he said that the delegate selection system, that the American political system is wrong and corrupt and dirty and awful. It may be, but I haven't heard him complain about New York. 
Have you? Although, by rights, he ought to complain about New York because, can you imagine if Donald Trump got 95% of the delegates in New York, but only 60% of the vote? Well, that's what happened. And in other states, if anybody got one delegate more than they got percentage votes, that Trump was screaming uh, bloody murder and bloody American system. But last night, Donald Trump got 95% of the delegates. The latest, they don't know yet what the final count is, but it looks, uh, it, it appears as of this moment, of the 95 available delegates, Trump got 90 with 60% of the vote. So theft, theft. He stole them. He did what Cruz did in Colorado, right? He played by the rules and won. How dare he? Trump got 90 of 95 delegates. Ted Cruz finished out of the running. Well, not technically. Horse races are win, place, and show. Ted Cruz showed in a field of three, he finished third. Uh, zero delegates. What this means is, as we discussed yesterday, this means uh, almost certainly, and I again, I, I don't have the means to work this out. I rely on other people who are whizzes at this stuff. But this means uh, no pre-cleavage, sorry, pre-Cleveland. The math says no pre-cleavage, sorry, no pre-Cleveland, 1235 for Ted Cruz. No 1235 for you, boy. What it does say, as we discussed yesterday, at one 888 do you have a theory about this? Today's the day for it. Will the Republicans actually let Trump have the nomination if he reaches 1235? Or will they fight over it? Which costs them more? And that's exactly what they're discussing behind closed doors at the RNC meetings right now as we speak. Are they really going to let Trump have this? Well, have it. I mean, if he earns it. Are they going to let him have it if he earns it? Or are they going to figure out a way to take it away no matter which rule they have to change? Or will they say, no, that hurts more than the alternative? Which hurts the RNC more in the minds of the RNC? A bloody gang fight of a multi-ballot convention which lays bare all the ugliness of both legislation and sausage being made in front of everyone's eyes in the ancient axiom. Two things an American citizen never likes Seeing the manufacture of legislation or sausage. So which will they do? Do you have a theory on this? one 888 That's live. The Trump supporter line is Twitter at J-A-Y underscore Severin. Okay. Did you notice the new improved Donald Trump last night? 
Did you notice that he referred to Lion Ted as Senator Cruz? You know, we've got a lot of people reading tea leaves on stuff like this. And so the minute people heard Senator Cruz come out of Trump's mouth, they heard trying to patch things up to redo a Kennedy LBJ Massachusetts, in this case, New York, Texas Axis ticket. Talking about all of a sudden there are people sniffing the air, reading the reading the bones and the tea leaves and saying, aha, are Trump's new advisors trying to patch things up so it's a Trump cruise ticket? I don't personally think so, at least as of this moment, but it's been mentioned. <clears throat> but the new improved Trump now, at least for the moment, refers to Senator Cruz as Senator Cruz. And he actually, Trump, actually last night, delivered a few literate sentences. I mean, he actually delivered some words strung together in a fashion such and a construction of such that they were actually American English sentences. And I was, I don't know, I was terribly impressed with that. You have to, you know, give credit where credit is due, however modest is the credit. Fox's projection is that Trump arrives at the convention, and this is our question of the day. And it doesn't matter whom you support or if, like so many of us, you are undergoing the throes, the agonizing throes of perhaps reassessing your circumstance as to whether you will become a non-voter or whether you still want to say that you belong to a somewhat organized political party. That is to say, I'm talking to all of us who say, I won't vote for Trump. Because as of last night, as we discussed many moons ago, eventually there's a good chance you knew that this would boil down to you vote for Donald Trump, or you vote for a communist. You vote for Donald Trump or you vote for a a known domestic enemy of the Constitution of the United States of America. And right now, that's looking pretty darn likely a choice. Jay Severin. On the Blaze Radio Network. The founder of this company, 10 years ago, was trying to sell his house. He's, you know, he's kind of an important guy. And he said to his wife, if this is what it's like for us, how do people who have no clout ever get around this? So he started a company and it went into business, I think, three years ago. Their deal is, their word is their bond. And they are people that listen to this show. They are just like you. Now, how can I say that? Because I'm the founder of the company. Real estate agents, I trust.com. Severin. On the Blaze Radio Network. I'm with you. I'm just communicating to uh, Basil, who sent me a, a mean-spirited, uh, a mean-spirited tweet. 
uh, about how the show is is garbage and I need to tell the truth. He doesn't mention the word Trump, but I take it he must be a Trump supporter because that's pretty much the standard level of IQ that we get from Trump supporters, uh, both in tweets and, you know what, maybe not on the phone. We don't know on the phone because there must be like a secret society. You, You Trump supporters, unlike any other supporters of any other presidential candidate I've ever seen in my lifetime, you really are a unique breed. You you are a special breed of cat, baby. You you guys have managed to communicate to each other a secret, a double secret probation rule with a secret handshake, a two-way wrist radio, a secret decoder ring, and, and somehow you've gotten each other to stay off the air, uh, at least when it comes to this show, even though I most cordially invite you every day to call and consider this proposition. If you gave Donald Trump $1,000, if you gave any candidate $1,000, he'd be really happy. And, and it ought to be. Imagine if you gave your candidate $10,000. Wow. Now, imagine if you gave your candidate a million, a million, million dollars. I'm offering you a million dollar national advertising campaign for free right here right now on the blaze radio network for donald trump well for anyone you anyone you support but most particularly in this case for donald trump if you're for him let us know we really we yearn to hear the reasons why because there's a clash there's a clash of reason here. If you're listening to the Blaze Radio Network and you're listening to this show, there is on its face reasonable evidence that you are a rational, intelligent person. Yet my personal opinion is the clash comes in with a reasonable, intelligent person being for Donald Trump. <clears throat> Help me understand one triple eight nine hundred three three nine three. One triple eight nine hundred three three nine three. It's just a it's a standing offer. I don't want anyone to uh, get bored. So, did you notice the new improved Trump last night? Was that his idea? Was it the new staffer's idea? I don't know. It, you know what? It's not that important for now. Let's wait and see. Fox TV, Fox News projects. That Trump will arrive at the convention with fewer than 1237. Fox, as of today, as of this morning, is projecting that Trump will get, and again, they don't know, but good for them for playing the game. They're projecting that Trump will get more than 1,100 delegates. Maybe 1,150, maybe 1,175 pushing it. The bottom line being that he'll be within 100, 150, maybe even 50 delegates shy of having 1237. Now, there is also being reported a Trump campaign internal, really? 
See, that was my first question. Fox was saying, according to an, a secret internal Trump campaign memo, and the very first thing you should be asking yourself is, really? Secret, huh? Internal, is it? Yeah, this wasn't meant to get out. Because this memo says, we are going to get 1,400 delegates, not 1,237, but 1,400 prior to the convention. Also in the Trump internal double secret probation memo, it validates best and brightest doctrine uh, from many moons ago, but also yesterday, Uh, almost every day for, I don't know, eight months now. The RNC will do anything to stay in power. That's a quote. Yes, yes, it's a quote from this show starting in January, but it's a quote from the Trump internal secret. We don't want anyone to know about this. Whatever you do, don't leak this. Don't tell anyone that we're saying here privately to each other in the Trump campaign that we're going to get 1,400 delegates because that might influence other delegates to say, oh, geez, they're going to get 1,400. We better get on board with them now while we can. You know, we we wouldn't want this to get out. There is nothing being reported from this memo that is in the remotest way embarrassing or lamentable as far as the Trump campaign is concerned, which makes me believe, knowing who they've hired and having made my living at this business, and uh, this meaning political campaigns for uh 20 plus years i i think i i think i smell a kind of a rat or at least a big mouse and what we've got here is a memo as so many of them are composed written and immediately leaked they're they are composed for the singular purpose of leaking that secret memo immediately to the media so the media says get this here's what they're really thinking at the at the Trump campaign. And do you see how masturbatory this is? Do you see how much the how much journalists love this? Do you see how perfect this is? Someone hands them a hey, listen, uh, don't tell anybody where you got this. But here's a copy. I'm about to email you, text you a secret, a copy of the double secret probation internal top secret for your eyes only internal Trump strategy memo, which says we're going to get 1,400 delegates before the convention. And P.S. The Republican National Committee will do anything to stay in power. They'll do anything to us, nothing for us, because they'll do anything to stay in power. The memo said that. Now, you know, how much of the memo is what they believe? I don't know. You know, how much of the memo is intended to be internal? I don't, I don't know. But it is interesting that even the Trump campaign is saying, you know, the bumper sticker that we've been providing free here for the last fiscal quarter, which is the RNC will do anything to stay in power. They also mention that there are 200 delegates unbound by first ballot rules. And we'll get to that in a moment. But as a partner of this show, 
you know to say in response to which, what rules? What rules? Because there are no rules. And I know you've heard me say this before, and I apologize for being reiterative, but there are no rules. There has been a rule for 150 years. Rules have come and gone. The one rule that's never changed is that a candidate needs the majority of delegates in order to capture the nomination of the Republican Party. Needs 1,237 delegates. That rule has never changed. Today, the RNC is meeting, and the first leak out of that meeting is, guess which rule may change? Jay Severin, the Blaze Radio Network. Show. Here on the Blaze Radio Network with you, the best and brightest. Now, you know, I, I say I'm fair toward Trump people. Uh, that is almost a theory, isn't it? Because uh, I, I haven't had the opportunity. But I am trying to be fair. I'm seeking out their input. And one of the things that we have managed to find that Brittany has found is we do have a rare tape of Donald Trump recently expounding on matters of foreign policy. And uh, this one, this tape we have, I'm sure you'll enjoy. This is Donald Trump being uh, actually having a discourse with a member of Congress. And I know it sounds odd because it's it's... It's it's Donald Trump is sort of asking the questions, but I'll let you judge for yourself. Here's Donald Trump on foreign policy. Now, this is a uh, island that at its widest level is what, 12 miles from shore to shore and at its smallest level uh, or, or smallest uh, uh, location, it's... Uh, seven miles uh, between one shore and the other. Is that correct? I don't have the exact uh, dimensions, but uh, to your point, sir, I think Guam is a small island. Very small island and about 24 miles, if I recall, long. So 24 miles long, about seven miles wide at the least widest point. place on the island and about 20, about 12 miles wide uh, uh, on the widest part of the island. And um, I don't know how many square miles that that is. Do you happen to know? I don't have that uh, figure with me, sir. I can certainly supply it to you if you'd like. Yeah, my my fear is that... uh, the whole island will uh, become so overly populated that it will tip over and uh, and capsize. Uh, Donald Trump on foreign policy. Now, was that wide to wide or long to long? 
or was that widest to longest or longest wide to shortest longest wide? Do you do you have those? And would that be in square meters or centimeters? Do you have that in front of you? Peter from Wisconsin, welcome. Hello, hello. Can you hear me? Peter, we have hello. transmission. Nice. Can you hear me? What's up? Yes. We have transmission so I, is another I, way of saying I, yes. So, so please, please, I'm a Trump supporter, so please use simple words. I'm not too smart, so just bear with me. I apologize. <laughs> okay, so, I get it. I got the needle. I get it. Okay, go ahead. Well, you know, no, you're I, most I welcome. Think, um, I'm glad you called. I mean, unless you really not, yeah, and I, that was the punchline, which was a good no, punchline. No, but I, I, I am a Trump supporter, and I right, think go. I just take a little stage is yours. Just take a little, take a little issue when everybody just throws us all in one big, you know, pile and say, "Well, they, they're they're a bunch of idiots." You know, first off, it's a pretty big pile. Let's start with that. And That's fair uh, enough. you know, I work with. Prof- I work with professional people, and uh, boy, I wouldn't say they're stupid. So I think okay. there's a reason people are voting for Donald Trump and why they support him. Let me catch my I, breath. I, I've, I've never exciting. had any. No, no, <laughs> uh, Peter. To be fair to us both, I have never. I've explained the reasons. I mean, I've admitted that I know that there are reasons people vote for Trump, and I've explained fairly and accurately, I believe, what some of those are. And by the way, just to show you how much of a sportsman I truly am, a sporting man, let me add, uh, not for the first time, you're speaking to someone who may end up voting for Donald Trump. You're speaking to someone who is most likely going to end up voting for Donald Trump. Because I ain't wow. voting for Hillary Clinton. And I ain't staying well, I, home. And, and let me tell you, Donald, Choi, Donald Trump is not my first choice either but um we have to go uh with a guy that i think is going to bring not only our base out but i got the feeling there's a few people in the democratic party who are sick and tired of the democratic party and the games they've been playing and it's our uh, only electorally speaking just just doctor to doctor for a moment that's the only our only hope is the meme and it may be a fact that Trump will put in play states that our side would otherwise not have access to. I, and, and I think um, as strong a feelings as you have against Donald Trump, push comes to shove, you cannot put a check mark next to Hillary. I can't do it. And any, like you said, level-headed person won't do it. Yeah, I, Pardon me? By the way, I, I said, didn't I just say that? Plus, yep, it is yep, not yep, that I feel yep, strongly... Against Trump, uh, although I do, but it's not what it's not my principal motive. You know, you know, my my the shortcomings I see in Donald Trump as a president of the United States are are strong, but they are not my principal motive. All of my motives derive from my bumper sticker, no Democrat. Yep, yep. And I I just want to let you know why I've now why I've chosen Donald Trump. Because I kind of feel right. like he's going to shake things up a little bit. You know what I mean? And, uh, and oh, hey. I do, but what evidence them. have you – are you a cons- are you fundamentally, a, at least, say, a small-c conservative? 
I would say I'm closer to a bigger C. Um, okay. Uh, Me too. You know, I would say I, I believe that people who, uh, you know, no, 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 uh, please, for the sake of time. It's best if yep. you do me the courtesy of answering the carefully crafted questions I'm proffering. Yep. Appropriate yep. responses to which are yes or no, yes or no, yep. and then I'll you. do you the same favor so that we can get more yep. in here, okay? Bigger uh, than all right. If you're a conservative, what evidence, I mean, because now it's not just a matter of you're sticking up for your guy. Here's your opportunity to persuade me, someone who has a bullhorn every day. Yep. Tell me yep. what evidence I can look at that tells me if Trump shakes th- shakes things up, and I think that's a very reasonable expectation to have, Peter. Yep. If he shakes things up, how do I know that he's not going to shake things up and be a populist as opposed well, to shake things current- up and be a conservative? What evidence do we have yep. that he's going to shake things up for the better? The current conservatives and i can give you 18 trillion reasons why they have failed <laughs> and they call themselves conservatives 18 trillion <laughs> and hey but sir that's not you know we're, we're not broke we have to pay back 18 trillion just to get back to being broke no i got so you. we got a long and way to folks, go to being broke peter makes reference makes allusion to the deficit and that's exactly they right that. but, they but that's it. part of my question peter what what evidence have we, and I'm not being a wise guy here, what evidence have we that Donald Trump is going to be a maverick, a maverick's maverick, the maverick's maverick of all time in American government, uh, the American presidency, but how do we know he's going to do that always biased in favor of constitutional principles? What evidence have we? Well, <clears throat> Obviously, you're 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 asking for something I don't know that I can guarantee he can do that, but I can guarantee you what path we're headed down. That but that's your trillion you're next right. year is no, going to be nineteen trillion. That's why you're not voting for Hillary, and that's why I'm not voting for Hillary because we know. But the Republicans did the same people... thing. The Republicans, the Republicans did the same thing. The Republicans did the same. Yeah. George Bush did the same thing. He didn't cut yes. spending. Yes, you're right. And, no, and we so know what certain people Democrats. will do. Yeah, I'm a Republican, and those sons of guns—they get in there and they—they they can't put the—they can't put the checkbook down. No, nope. you're right. Put it down. You're right. Well, but... lay it down. Take the checkbook away. That's what we're going to do. Peter, if and if the same the way question... goes with immigration. What have they done for immigration? Republicans or Democrats? Just stop it. You're right. You're right. Marco Rubio, you which now everyone pines for, you know, in time. Uh, the factor of time will take the shine off the glaring, uh, profound shortcoming of Marco Rubio that he is for amnesty. I mean, that's the way, you know, it's the way life and politics works. And if my question had been, you know, are the Republicans much better? Your response would be bang on. But no. Actually, no. my question is, have we any evidence? And look, if you tell me. I don't. Jay, I'm going I don't. on I don't. my judgment, my intuition, yep. and the fact that we can't do worse. You know, I mean, we can't do any worse, so I'm hoping we can do better with Trump. I take that as the best argument. If you if you want to sign on to that argument, that's the best argument I've heard. That's it. That is my argument. And I, and I can list you countless, and you 
you can list them better than I can how many times the Republicans have failed us. And we give them our money, we give them our trust, and All what do the they time. do? Yeah. All, All the, the time. time. And, 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 and so now we got a Republican, and, and, and you know, you can argue about that, but whatever. But I believe this guy, he didn't get to where he's at on his good looks or his, or his good-looking wives. There's a reason he got to where he's at. And you can say what you can call him a doofus or blah, blah, blah. Let me tell you, he's one of the most successful businessmen in America. And, and, well, and give it's him a little amazing what It's amazing how smart you can become when your family leaves you $200 million when you turn How many 18. people have you seen but, blow that? You've seen, you've seen people blow that, these movie stars and these actors and these sports people, in, in a month, in a year that's gone. This man, right. he has whatever. So give him a little right. credit. And, I, uh, I always have, know, people, Peter. I always, yep. uh, although and, and, I've been a wise not, ass about it, I have always said yep. that he is tremendously, uh, even profoundly, successful at an area of endeavor which is cutthroat, difficult, and suffers fools uneasily. So I'm not saying he's an ignoramus. Um, Jay, I should when, but, I, when I say give him a little, and I don't, I don't really mean you. And I'm talking about the country should give him a little credit. Same right. thing when I say, you know, don't don't take this personally, Jay, towards you, but really towards the community who want to do nothing but say, this guy's a doofus, he's an idiot, he's a failure, he's going to ruin our country. They said the same stuff about Ronald Reagan. He was going to put us in a nuclear war. That right. he was going to. And, and, and what I am mean, I? And, I'm, a and, talk, I'm a talk show host, and he's worth ten billion, and I'm worth slightly less. Um, I know that wasn't your point. I'm making the self-deprecating point. But I also must make this point. It's time to go, and I salute you for having called to make your valiant stand. That's my credit to you. The good work. I love the blaze. I love what you guys do. Uh, I'm a conservative, and you're fighting. You're, you're taking on the media, which is, God bless you. We need guys like you. And uh, thank you uh, for listening to We need guys like and you, and you're, you're our first, Peter. I hope that you break the ice for many. This is Jay Febron on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jay Severin Show. Uh, We are a racist country, although we have a black president, a black attorney general. The entire cabinet is black. The the White House chief of staff is black. The half of the Congress is black. Uh, And now Michael Strahan is leaving Kelly. And Michael live, Kelly Ripa, to go to Good Morning America to go to the network. Well, I guess it's already it's already it's uh, it's already a network show, isn't it? Uh, but he's leaving for Good Morning for the more serious kind of network thing, Good Morning America. And I'm only half kidding here. I don't know which is more evidential of a or evidentiary of a of an America that does not see, that in effect, no longer sees color, a black president or a black seat on a morning show. Now, there are plenty of women who have held such seats, 
But Brian Gumble is just off the top of my head the only African American man I could think of that hold that has held that seat. And uh, I, I I would think about it. I think it's a legitimate point. I want to thank Peter for calling. I mean, Peter again was not, and this is no criticism of Peter. He wasn't the most ardent Trump supporter in the world because he was a, you know, Fort Apache Trump supporter. I mean, are you going to call me a Trump supporter when I remind you that I have said for months before Trump was even a formal candidate that if God forbid he ended up the nominee of the Republican Party, that one must know what one's bumper sticker is. And mine has never been edited. Mine says, no Democrat. And I was never going to vote for Hillary Clinton, who I believed officially, and I'm on tape eight years ago and, and many days since. And I, would al- I promised you, I'd always let you know when I changed my mind that the next president of the United States was going to be Hillary Clinton. And when the next Democrat nominee was going to be Hillary Clinton. So the next Democrat nominee is going to be Hillary Clinton, which we now know as opposed to suspect. And I haven't changed my mind about the other thing. The Jay Severin Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. What did we say yesterday? What did we say yesterday? We said today is what we said yesterday. Well, we'll talk about that in a moment. Meanwhile, Donald Trump celebrated what we knew would be his big win last night by taking a chance, you have to give him credit, by immediately holding a press conference and discussing foreign policy. Now, this is a, uh island that at its widest level is, what, 12 miles from shore to shore, and at its smallest level, uh, or smallest uh, uh, location, it's uh, seven miles uh, uh, between one shore and the other. Is that correct? I don't have the exact uh, dimensions, but uh, to your point, sir, I think Guam is a small island. Very small island and about 24 miles, if I recall, long. So 24 miles long, about 7 miles wide at the least widest uh, place on the island and about about 12 miles wide. uh, on the widest part of the island. And um, I don't know how many square miles that, that is. Do you happen to know? I don't have that uh, figure with me, sir. I can certainly supply it to you if you'd like. Yeah, my, my fear is that uh, the whole island will uh, become so overly populated that it will tip over and... Uh, and capsize. I feel differently about Donald Trump now. Don't you? Excelsior. 
Welcome back, best and brightest. We are the Blaze Radio Network. The Trump support line is one, although, you know, he he doesn't need it as much as some people uh, as of last night. 1-888-900-3393-1-888-900-3393. And I'd like to send pre-condolences. That is to say, I'm not yet fully prepared. I have not fully prepared my remarks or considered my sentiments uh, with uh, sufficient fullness to be able to... Well, is that 24 miles from wide to wide? And is that from... Would that be from water to water? And it would, would that be in... What would that be in square inches? Do you know? Do you happen to know? At its least, widest, most narrowest, waterest. Anyway, for those who are facing for the first time the prospect that they're going to vote for Donald Trump or they're going to vote for Hillary Clinton or you're going to stay home. You're going to sit out the most crucial presidential election maybe in our republic's history. For those of us for the first time very seriously facing the prospect, the reality of what you get for dinner tonight is a horse poop sandwich. And you say, horse poop? Ew! There must be something else. There is. Goat poop. So for those of us facing the political reality that many of us have for a long time known if we followed American politics, you've got actually one more choice. As someone, a guy in college, we made it a joke. After a couple of years, he started to actually tease me about it. And he was right. Here he was sweating, serving up food to some little brat in college. And I would say, come on, there must be. I'd look at the food. Food, like in front of me, cooked for me. Oh, like like it's Las Vegas at the buffet, right? And I say, there must be another choice. And this guy, I can't remember his name now. He would say, yes, sir, there's another choice. Don't eat. Next. And the first time he said it, I, you know, I, I was a little offended. But the second time he said it, I laughed like crazy. Uh, and uh, And that's, so those are your choices. For those of us first facing the very realistic prospect at this moment that your elective choices coming up are you vote for Donald Trump, you vote for Hillary Clinton, or you stay home. There's your third choice. You eat this, you eat that, or you don't eat. And many of us won't eat. Given the choice of the goat poop sandwich or the horse poop sandwich, many of us will choose not to eat. Five million of us chose not to eat dinner last time. And it explains why Barack Obama, the biggest and only domestic enemy of the Constitution of the United States ever to hold the office of president, 
did so for a second term. So not eating is about something bigger than our diets. One triple eight nine hundred three three nine three. One triple eight nine hundred three three nine three. Trump won big last night, as we talked about yesterday. The magic number was eighty-five, more or less, literally more or less. Trump got ninety. He may get more. He will not get fewer. I don't hear him complaining today about how crooked the system is, how rotten the American system is, because Trump won 60% of the vote, but he seems to have somehow gotten almost 100% of the delegates. What up with that? Theft, theft. It was theft last week when Cruz was playing by the rules, but somehow it's not theft today. All right, so yesterday we said the headlines might not change everything, but they would appear to change everybody's focus. And it has, hasn't it? Question, do you have the sense that it's over? Do you at least have the sense that it's very different? Will you at least give me this? There is certainly a front runner now on the Republican side, at least according to all of the media. As we discussed yesterday, it would be, and it is, and it's going to get much better or worse depending on whom you're for in the next six days. Then it's going to get better or worse than that because Trump is going to clean Ted Cruz's clockworks next Tuesday in uh, five different mid-Atlantic states. And Ted Cruz is going to hang on like he got caught in the screws of a ship and try to get his mangled political body will try to survive to float to the lifeguard ship known as the USS Indiana, uh, which is his next chance of winning, so that the narrative of this doesn't have Ted Cruz winning again. I mean, if it ever had him winning. This is not going to winning Indiana ain't going to change the narrative to Ted Cruz's winning. It's really going to change the narrative to Ted Cruz's body, mangled political body discovered by the USS Indiana, plucked from water, chances of survival fair. And that's the reality of where we are right now. And yes, yes, the Trump campaign has sent out. No, I'm sorry. The Trump campaign has internally circulated a super secret, not definitely to be shared with anybody else, memo that says we plan to arrive at the convention not with 1237, not with 1,237 delegates, but with 1,400 delegates. That's what the Trump campaign is saying right now. The Trump Secret memo. We'll have 1,400. You know what they called this in World War II? I know because my dad worked in the office. But they've called it different things in different wars. What they call this is psi war ops. Psychological war operations. The Jay Severin Show. 
Only on the Blaze Radio Network. On the Blaze Radio Network, with you, the best and brightest one, 888-900-3393. So, the biggest report on Fox today, the biggest report in the news today, I happen to first see it on Fox, is that the RNC meetings, which, you know, we've known for a while, have been coming, the RNC meetings being held right now, as we speak, they are leaking like, well, I, I, I probably should not get into this. Uh, they, they're openly leaking the story that they're discussing 1237 is kind of, a, you know, an ideal goal. It's kind of like the, the, the RNC has decided to, and please, no offense intended here, the RNC used to be like the Vatican, and then the delegates would be like, you know, the cardinals, meaning the cardinals would pretty much do what the Pope said. Like if the Vatican's position was X or the Pope's position was Y, then you pretty much knew the cardinals would do Z, Right. Okay, well, sticking with that analogy, the Republican National Committee appears to be remodeling itself after the contemporary Catholic Church. And what I mean by that, again, no offense intended, is that uh, they're saying that 1237 is maybe what, you know, what sin used to be or what compliance with the church used to be was 1237. And and now it's kind of like going to confession or uh, going to church or, you know, not getting divorced or things like that, like the rules. Well, they're kind of like guidelines now. So it's, it used to, the best example is, it used to be the 10 commandments. Now it's the 10 guidelines. And, that's pretty much what the RNC is leaking that it's saying about a majority of delegates, 1237. Watch the news tonight. Listen, and you shall hear of the tales of someone hardly Paul Revere. Listen tonight and you shall hear the leaks out of this RNC meeting with people willing to leak on the record to Pete, well, well, uh, not with their names, but willing to re, uh, leak on the record <clears throat> that, well, you know, if someone arrives with in in cleavage with, you know, twelve hundred, or maybe even eleven seventy five, we're you know we're willing to consider a discount for cash. <laughs> uh, 
That's what's coming out of this meeting today. The biggest story out of the RNC meeting, and it is a huge story. People just don't know it yet, but we do. Because you know what we're talking about today? Tomorrow, right. Well, the big news tomorrow is going to be that the RNC meeting today is openly not only discussing, but they want you to know. They're leaking to the national media. They want everybody to know because this is how this works. This is what, what, you know, called running it up the flagpole and see if it waves kind of thing. This is what this is. This is a strategic leak. And the leak is, well, maybe you don't actually have to have a majority of, you know, when we say majority, we don't really mean 51%. We kind of meant a lot. And you know another explanation of this? Twerking, Dada. Twerking. Sean from New Hampshire, welcome. Yes, good afternoon, Jay. Good afternoon, sir. I call for two reasons. First of which is going to be the call, and I am the guy that uh, tweeted you recently that is hoping to ride in on a white horse with new bumper music for you. But that's a whole different subject. Oh, excellent. So what you do is uh, stay on the line when we finish, and um, whoever uh, be whoever can grab uh, Sean when we're finished, we're going to get Sean. They're going to give you my private contact uh, information so we can pursue this. Okay. Now, uh, uh, another thing, I had the privilege of meeting you about 15 years, and the purpose of my call today, and thank you for that, uh, the purpose of my call today is I am a Trump supporter, Mm -hmm. and my goal is not to sway you, nor to get you to agree at all with what I'm saying, but simply to answer that question you posed yesterday, and admittedly, I'm not able to listen live usually, I'm seizing a rare opportunity to jump in here on the the call. Great. I want to provide a perspective as to why I, I got with Trump. The other thing, too, is I should let you know that I, I recently jumped back on to listening to you is after I went on with Trump. But here's the reason, if you want to hear it. I do. And by, just I have one question as a preface. Did you start out? Did you start out as a Trump supporter or did you convert to Trump? It's funny you should say that um, because you've been my go to for several years on much of my opinions on candidates. I listened to you for many years on FM radio. I was a big Mitt supporter. And a lot of that, quite frankly, was with your influence from listening to you. And I was mm-hmm. devastated when he lost in the last election. But to answer your question directly, I was not a convert. What happened was I had heard about Trump, and all of a sudden they decided to sit down one day and say, okay, what's this all about? And I started watching a little bit of one of his campaign speeches. And, Jay, 75 minutes later, I was done listening to it, and I was very intrigued. And I should tell you this, this is my preference. I've probably uh, watched a good 10 to 15 hours plus of Trump talking at many different mm-hmm. events. I've seen him on interviews at his campaign stops, et cetera. So the, uh, I am a Trump supporter first and All foremost. Right, so what he not, says but, appeals to you. He, that, you know, yeah. what, what he says and, makes, makes sense. And you say right on when you hear it. And I'm going to tap into it. Now, first off, we have to concede that he is an unknown, and you've said this well. We know what we're going to get with Ted Cruz. We don't know what we're going to get with Donald Trump, et cetera. So it really comes down to two things. First off, I ask myself, do I agree with what he's talking about? Now, 
I'm knowing you, I know you've probably done your homework and you're very well aware of the things he's talked about and what he says in his very broad strokes he would do about it. I would strongly suspect that at least in principle, you would agree with some of it, meaning the, the issues he's identified. Okay. So the ex, the big question becomes, it comes down to, do I believe that this person is going to, as a leader, move the ball on this and, and actually you. move things Good for you, because my, 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 my sense has been I what what I hear in tiny brushstrokes, I like, but I need to know so much more so I have a sense that he will actually do that. Right, and that right, was look, my next Sean, here's where we are. Um, it's, you, you know the show. Satellite's about to lose us. If you would like, uh, we would certainly like, if you can uh, be gracious enough to hold... And we'll come back with you, and you will reclaim the floor. Sean is with us. Meanwhile, he's going to give us some information about some banging music that we hope to uh, consider. Sean's next. You're next. I'm Jay Severin. Jay Severin. Excelsior. The Blaze Radio Network. On the Blaze Radio Network. And you are the best and brightest. And Sean, gracious, unsurprisingly, to hold on, is our second caller of the day under our Donald Trump Affirmative Action Program. And that is to offer uh, rank favoritism to people calling who want to make the case uh, under any circumstances for Donald Trump. Uh, This is to... uh, help cure, at least in part, my ignorance. Uh, Sean, welcome back, and you have the floor, my friend. It's it's my privilege. And, and I, I think people are being ignorant in this, in this area, but I want to continue on. With regards to Trump, this is what I do know. He is a proven leader, and I know Uh, Oh, damn. Sean, you're dropping out. Start again. Sean, uh, start with, uh, we we heard Trump is a proven leader. We got that. All right. We lost Sean. Um, I hope he'll try back. Uh, Sean, do try back. Ed from California, thank you for your patience and welcome. Mr. Severin, always a pleasure, sir. My pleasure. Um, I, I was an ardent Trump supporter until he, until he started acting really childish. But the, the reason for my call is about that clip that you were playing where you said it was Trump last night. Yes. That That's not Trump. I, I hope you realize that, right? <laughs> because I, I saw that live in 2010. <laughs> I right, wait a second. B, do you have this? All right, that just a second. Congress, We're going to reply. That, You're telling me this is not <clears throat> this audio I played is not Donald Trump discussing no, the wisdom of expanding our naval base at Guam. Let's just again no, listen sir. to make sure. No, this is a uh, island. I listened to it a lot. That 
at its widest level is what 12 miles from shore to shore <laughs> and at its smallest level uh, or uh, smallest uh, uh, <coughs> location it's uh, seven miles uh, between one shore and the other is that correct I don't have the exact uh, dimensions but uh, to your point sir I think Guam is a small island. Very relatively. small island and about 24 miles, if I recall, long. Oh, come on, Jay. So 20, 24 miles long, about That's 7 miles sure. wide at the least widest uh, place on the island and about 20, about 12 miles wide uh, uh, on the widest part of the island. And... Um, I don't know how many square miles that that is. Do you happen to know? I don't have that uh, figure with me, sir. I can certainly supply it to you if you'd like. Yeah, my my Mr. fear Trump. is that uh, the whole island will uh, become so overly populated that it will tip over and uh, and capsize. Ed, you're telling me that's not Donald Trump. No, sir. And you know it as well as right. I do. You're it's right. Just, I checked. Some of your, I checked some of your while it was playing. Might not, your, some of your <laughs> listeners might not know that that's not him. Uh, know, I'm sorry. I, I, objection. Your Honor, objection. Witness is badgering the audience. There, I, I take great umbrage <laughs> at the insinuation that any member of this audience except me didn't know that that wasn't Donald Trump. No, that was Congressman Hank Georgia. No, Hank Johnson, Hank Johnson Georgia. Hank Johnson who was, from Georgia, yes. Who, who was Admiral who, Quiller. Who was reelected. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, yes. All right, yes. I, take your, I take your point. I'm sure you take mine uh, but, uh, on this, but go. With, oh, yeah, your, I laughed. Rough I, I laughed so hard. I laughed so hard. I knew you had to know. <laughs> but I was just saying that there's a lot of people out there that probably don't know. They go, oh, my God. That's uh, again, objection, really Your Honor. Ibid. You know, but like I was uh, saying, I was a Trump supporter, you know, a real ardent Trump supporter when he first started. Then he started the childish name calling and all that. I mean, I'll still pull the lever for him if he is nominated, of course, because with Hillary, there's no no chance of anything. I mean, look what she yeah, said about in gun fact, control. You, can edit, if, if it's you safe, almost did. You almost did edit your own sentence and, and your instincts are great. You, you said with Hillary, there is no. And that's pretty much it. With Hillary, there is no. There's nothing. I mean, no. the one thing I've been trying to get on the show a couple times about what she said about gun control. If gun control saves, if, if just one life is saved, it's worth it. Well, wouldn't that go for immigration? Wouldn't that go for um, the refugees? Because you don't know who's coming. You don't know. Hey, wait. You're not. Please clear this up. You're not suggesting I said that about gun control. No, Hillary. Hillary. No. Oh, okay, yeah. Gun control to me is putting two very quickly in center body mass and then climbing the ladder if you have additional shots. Well, that, that's my thought on gun control. You need to know where you're shooting at. That's right. It's okay. But this is what Hillary said. That. She said if she said if you know the gun control, the common sense gun control, whatever the hell that means. Right. If it saves just one life, it's worth it. Well, wouldn't that be the same for the immigrants? 
Yeah, no, the look, illegal you're, immigrants you're, that don't, are don't and debase killing. yourself. Don't debase yourself, Ed, by even taking that bait. What you've got is a fat moron saying that uh, if it's if it saves one life, as if that could be ever quantified, by the way, uh, it's worth trashing the Constitution of the United States as if it, the Constitution of the United I mean, States ask Kate is Starley's not responsible. Family what they think about it, about the sanctuary yeah, yeah. cities, ask. You know, ask that little twelve-year-old girl up in uh, what was it, Massachusetts, that was gang raped by the illegal Hondurans. Yeah, ask the days. ask the fifty to seventy-five or whatever it is African American kids every week in Rahm Emanuel's Barack Obama's Chicago. Chicago names ask them. will never know because they're poor and black. Look, I don't even, I don't even, I don't look at color. I, I don't look at. It. And it seems like they're forcing me to look at it. All right, let's get back to Trump. What you're you're right now, you accept that there's a pretty good chance he's going to be the Republican nominee, or not? Uh, I really don't think the RNC is going to nominate him if he doesn't hit the twelve thirty-seven. Excellent. Okay, really so this, here's something we can sink our teeth into. So if he shows up with 1150 or 1235, you think that the RNC is looking right now and will continue to look, and because they make the rules, they will find a way to deprive him uh, of, of uh, if he comes close. What if he, though, well, gets it? Do you think that they are brazen enough do you think they're going to do a cost-benefit analysis, essentially, Ed, and say, well, it looks like he's going to arrive in cleavage with 1238. So do we well, let him from, have the nomination, or do from, we do we brook the criticism we're going to receive by openly pirating this entire thing? From what I understand about the rules is that they can be changed. At there any are no world. rules. There are no rules. They can they can change them whenever they want to or whatever they want to do. I and still object. There are no rules. They can change right, the right. rules. There's presupposes no rules. Okay, that there change, are I'll rules. There are mine. no rules. There's no rules. There's no rules. Right. They do what they want to do. Right. Um, and I don't think they like Ted Cruz because he's so conservative. I don't think they like right. him. And I know we, they don't we, like I, we Donald accept that. Trump. Yep. And I think that's the only reason that um, um, Soros paid for Kasich to stay in as long as he has. <laughs> I mean, that's the just other side's going to object at this Soros, point. I'm not. Yeah. I mean, that's just my personal opinion that Soros paid Kasich to stay in because there's no other reason for him to stay in. In one, for, in one form or another, Ed. I, thank you for the call and the contribution. Um, we we agree here on a lot. What we're, what we're meeting here is, if you love the ocean like I do, and you have occasion, if you're lucky enough to have, have had occasion or have regular occasion to be around it, and you get to see the swirls and the eddies and the tides change, especially if there's a channel near you and you see the water go, you know, one way and then the other and stuff like that. I mean, it it, it this is what we're looking at right now. We're at a change of tides. And what people are beginning to recognize is that their electoral nightmare is coming true, is that Donald Trump may or may not arrive in Cleavage, Ohio, 
with 1237? I don't know enough to tell to give you the answer to that. I defer to the experts, the people who have the maths chops to do this. They tell me he's not. Now, he's circulating an internal memo, but again, that's psi war ops. That's psychological war operations. That's in order to fright, to attract donors, frighten away opponents, attract delegates who want to be on the winning side, all the other permutations you might correctly imagine. Trump is out there doing what Trump does. And this is a quintessential Trump maneuver. And that is to say, uh, uh, that is to circulate a top secret, i.e. written only for the media, internal. That is to say, totally external memorandum today to instantly be leaked to everyone with eyeballs that says we have a plan. The plan is working. We already know we're going to have 1,400 delegates. That message is explicitly and singularly designed and delivered to soft intimidate all other unbound delegates. Uh, There are other reasons, but that's the big one. Jay Severin, the Blaze Radio Network. Best and brightest, we have back Sean from New Hampshire. Sean, thank you. Sorry we lost you. Uh, time is of the essence. Uh, you have the floor. My apologies for the earlier cliffhanger, and I promise I'll be brief. Uh, first off, what I was saying was I was talking about why Donald Trump has earned my support, so I'm going to get right to it. Like other proven leaders, <clears throat> Donald Trump is good at building a team to do each task. Regardless of the industry it's in, I believe those things do transcend, at least in some degree, to any particular job they're going to take on. But here's the thing that really... I could see the point. I could see the point. Uh, for, for the sake of time, not disputatious. I concede the point. And, and a, an, a good administrator, a brilliant administrator, which he could be, and there's some evidence that he is, uh, if he applies himself, would, I don't dispute, be worthwhile, valuable, an asset in the White House. Next. Here's my key differentiator with him, though, that has elevated him to earn my support. This man, and everyone will, will, will notice this, he seems to be tireless. He has energy. He has passion. He is going nonstop. And that is very infectious with his supporters. And one thing, you can definitely see that he has a strong work ethic. You can see that he is going to continue to have that energy. So here's the point I'm trying to make. The old saying a dog never barks at a parked car. And what is Donald <laughs> Would you say that again for people the rest of the country who don't appreciate w- the fine art of English as practiced by those of us in New England? That's my uh, Boston accent in full swing. Yeah. Yes. 
Hey, no, no, go ahead. Please I'll, say it again. I'll, I'll attempt to uh, say this phonetically so it's understandable. No, no, don't ruin it. Just say it again. Okay, I won't. All right, all right, I'll, stay, I'll, I'll stay true to myself here. A dog never barks at a parked car. But here's my point. Okay. Donald yep. Trump, clearly a moving car. And that's polarizing, yes. However, yes. you asked a very important question earlier about why did 5 million people sit at home and not vote. And I'm going to tell you right now, they weren't excited enough to get up and vote. They weren't excited for our man Romney. And one thing I'll say about Trump, and I know there's division right now, but, Jay, you know it always comes in the end. People go pull the lever, and we all have the same bumper sticker. No Hillary, no Democrat, like you say. But people are excited. They're coming in record numbers to pull the lever. A lot of that is directly or indirectly because Donald Trump is running for president. And with his mastery of the media, I can go on and on about all the things he's doing to get us all to talk about him. At the end of the day, that's going to draw a lot of voters, I believe, more for him than hurt him against him. And that, right. you know, that's my story have, that I'm sticking with. You're doing very – I mean, again, I don't mean to be patronizing. I think you're doing very well, clearly better than anyone who's called to represent Trump so far on this show. But we have about 45 seconds. Let's see if I'll we can leave you one the answer to this. No, no let's – please, a final question from me. Now we've got about 35 yeah. seconds, and that is what criteria – occurred to you when you said we're going to pick a new president what are the one or two or three things i want them to have very quickly adjectives i would okay i would say national security military which ties into that uh definitely the the trade situation and i'll say this analogy jay the reason why i'm excited about trump it's like the girl that you fall in love with she may not be the best one on paper but she wants she's the one that gets you hot it's one of those intangible all right All right, uh, you call me back, and when we talk, we'll talk about what adjectives are. Next to that, you make a good case, and I'll see you tomorrow. Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network.